speak together the fifth commandment and explanation. You shall not kill. What does this mean? We should fear and love God so that we do no bodily harm to our neighbor, but help and befriend him in every way. You may be seated. Dear fellow redeemed, but who is my neighbor, we ask. Sometimes we ask it defensively, sometimes flippantly. If we want to avoid the issue, we ask, but who is my neighbor? We know the commandment, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. We've heard it many times. It is the second great commandment of Jesus. God gave it to his Old Testament people on Mount Sinai. Jesus repeated it to the people of his day, and he continues to give it to us through his written word. But still we ask, but who is my neighbor? We really don't need to ask it any longer. We have no excuse because the question has long been answered. An expert of the law tried to test our Lord Jesus by asking, who is my neighbor? Jesus replied with the parable of the Good Samaritan. In essence, Jesus was saying, you're asking the wrong question. The question is not, who is my neighbor? but rather, to whom can I be a neighbor? That's the question. The man who fell among the thieves and was left half dead, who was a neighbor to him? The expert in the law was in a bind. The beaten man was the neighbor to those who walked by. Yet the only one who lived out being a neighbor who was the true neighbor, was not a neighbor by law. The only one who showed mercy was the Samaritan. He fixed the bandages on the wounds and paid the hotel bill so that the wounded man could recuperate. The foreigner was the neighbor because he knew the real question is, who needs me to be a neighbor? Now we know. Too. That, dear friends in Christ, is what God means when he says in the fifth commandment, you shall not murder. Not only that we do no bodily harm to our neighbor, but that we help and befriend him in every need. Because God loves you and your neighbor equally, you shall help and support those who need you. Now, can you hear the echoes of children crying, children abused, children crushed with words? Can you now see the hurt in the eyes of the young people who have been abandoned by parents, physically or emotionally? Can you hear the moans of those confined to wheelchairs or at bed at home? or in nursing home facilities. Listen carefully, because oftentimes we are the ones who are causing the pain. We may be the ones who are saying those cutting words. We may be the ones who severely punish others. We may be the ones who cause the cringing. 
We may be the ones who ignore those in need. We may be the ones who say, can't somebody else help? But Jesus says, no, it is our responsibility to be neighbors to those who need a neighbor. But it's such a big task. We often feel overwhelmed and fail in our duties as neighbor. Then the words of Jesus convict us and our words begin to fail us. Yet when we confess our sins and trust in Jesus, God forgives us. God's compassion is infinitely inclusive, completely comprehensive, and perfectly all-embracing to those who, of you who have abused and hurt and killed one another by your thoughts and your words and your actions for the sake of Jesus Christ and his death and resurrection, God says, I forgive you. You shall not murder, God says. And Jesus perfectly fulfilled that commandment in your place. Therefore, the Heavenly Father can declare you and me to be pardoned for all those times that we've spoken those wicked words, times that we've expressed hatred within our heart, times that we've cut other people down with our words. God says, you are cleansed because of the perfect life and obedience of Christ. What a difference that makes in our lives. When the Spirit of Christ lives in our hearts, then we are able to pay attention to the letter of the law and hold back from killing. We are able to hold back from hurting and harming, from taking revenge, from violence, from hurtful language. We are able to work by God's power to live the spirit of the law. When our enemy hungers, we feed them. When they thirst, we give them drink. We hold back from hurting and harming others. We seek out ways to help them. This is because we know and have received God's love and forgiveness and his love for others lives and flows through us. Jesus will tell believers on the last day, I was hungry and you gave me food. I was thirsty and you gave me drink. I was a stranger and you took me in. I was naked and you clothed me. I was sick and you visited me. I was in prison and you came to me. See how closely he connects love to our fellow human beings with love for him? When we help those in need, regardless of who they may be or how they have treated us, we are also dealing with the one who is behind them as creator and redeemer. He wants them to be prepared for heaven, and he wants us to help guard their precious time of grace by befriending them in every bodily need. Obviously, God cares for all individuals as individuals. I believe, however, that today we need to consider two groups of individuals who are particularly vulnerable, those at the beginning of life and those 
at the end of life. No matter what the law of the land says, abortion is murder. That does not mean that we can take it upon ourselves to execute abortionists. Instead, we need to focus on our love on those who have not yet dealt with the guilt of a past abortion or those who are contemplating one now. We need to share with them the strong, powerful love that God shared through his son, Jesus, a love that forgives all our sins, as well as empowers us to live with the responsibility of parenthood, even when the child might not be convenient, perfect, or even normal in the eyes of the world. Given the aging of the American population, we also need to concern ourselves with end-of-life issues. God alone knows whether a disease or an injury is terminal in any given situation. Because God alone is the Lord of life. He values all life, even those we may think are useless. In summary, the commandment in Hebrew is just two words, don't murder. But as people forgiven and loved by God in Jesus Christ, we know God is saying a lot more here. Hold back from hurting or harming your neighbor, yes, but do stretch forth your hand to help, especially to help the weakest. If that seems difficult, then stretch forth your hand to be reassured that God is helping you. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Please rise for prayer. O oh God, you command me not to kill. May I so fear and love you, so that I do not hurt my neighbor in any way, but use me to help and be a friend to them in all their physical needs. Through Jesus Christ, my Lord, amen.
the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Amen.